0: Chipotle shares trading just below the all-time highs after an almost 70% rally this past year. We got answers as to why in the earnings that were great. Once again, Jack Hartung is joining us, the chief financial officer at Chipotle. Jack, thanks for being back on the show. Great to be back. Jack, you guys, there's no way around it. You had an incredible year during a pandemic. Sales rose. Uh, so I want to just start firstly here by talking about how you keep the momentum going. I know you're opening new stores, you had a unique benefit from relationships already built and an assembly line already built for delivery. So how do you keep the advantage and how do you keep the edge over your competitors in 2021?
1: Yeah, you know, Oliver, I think it's, it's more of what we've done in the past, what's led to our success and that means investing in our people, investing in our food, uh, which includes, uh, you know, sourcing you know higher quality, wholesome ingredients, uh, investing in our food in terms of innovation uh, as well. We'll continue to invest in convenience, and that that means digital. The digital system was a big hero uh, this past year. Um, and if we do those things, invest in our people, invest in our food, and invest in uh, technology, uh, we think we'll have success for many years to come.
0: Jack, one of the things that you said last time that really stuck with me was that you were able to generate a higher margin from delivery because you built out a specific assembly line that started with the higher margin. And over the past year on a quarterly basis, year over year, your restaurant level operating margin did increase. For the full year, there was a slight decrease, but it seems like you've made the delivery work. Do you keep that system going forward or how do you tweak that if things start to return back to normal?
1: Yeah, listen, that, that's a system that we really had in place even before the pandemic. So it stays in place. The huge advantage that I was referring to is we have a another make line. So we, we have a, a front line, of course, that our customers will walk down the line and the crew will customize uh uh, your order along with you. But we also have a, a, a similar but a more compact line. That's where all the delivery and all the digital orders are made. So there's no interruption of serving the in-store customer versus, uh, you know, versus a digital customer. That stays intact. Uh, what we want to do is we want to make the experience for our customers as convenient convenient as possible. One of the things that goes along with that is Chipotle. You know, we now have about 170 Chipotle lanes. Those are all digital orders, um, and those are orders where you don't have to do anything other than show up drive up to the window you've already ordered you've already paid uh, you get your food and off you go and customers have responded in a big way that that's that's that convenience channel that they really appreciate
0: jack this year you opened 161 new stores Um, You've talked Um, about opening more stores in the coming year. You also mentioned last time around that some of these stores are going to be of smaller footprint of a reduced physical presence. Can you give me an update on what your mindset is on that right now? Are we going to have Chipotle booths that have that delivery oriented style of uh, assembly line that we just kind of come and go? What's the breakdown going to look like traditional stores versus smaller ones?
1: Yeah, I think you're, Oliver, mostly going to see traditional restaurants. So you're going to see the restaurant with the front line. You're going to see a restaurant with, uh, you know, with the dining room with seats. But we're going to have some, like we open our first digital-only restaurant. There's no dining room and no front ordering counter at all. So it's all digital and all delivery. Very unique trade area right outside West Point where the cadets either aren't able to or uh, choose not to leave the base for food and so it's a big delivery market so I think with the digital system what we'll be able to do is take a look at a trade area and if it is more of a digital or a delivery type market we can use a condensed format a smaller uh, footprint uh, it, it's going to make it more efficient from a build out from a rent standpoint uh, maybe we'll have a few seats maybe we won't but it, it allows us to kind of flex up or flex down depending on the trade area so I think what you'll see Oliver is you'll see different shapes and sizes uh, depending on the trade area. But I think that mostly what you're going to see is a traditional Chipotle uh, with the dining room, with the front line, and with the Chipotle. Uh, more than 70% of our new restaurants this year are going to include a Chipotle.
0: Interesting, Jack. Now, what about the overall kind of message to investors? You went through details on the digital sales per store. You guys hit a million of digital sales per store. Is that going to be a metric you use going forward that you want to communicate? Is that COVID specific or is that now a really important metric as analysts and investors figure out how to engage your company's health? Through, throughout the future?
1: Yeah, I think we'll continue to, to share that number. It's really significant because um, a lot of restaurants would love to have, it's, it's about $1.1 million in digital sales alone. A lot of restaurants would like to have that as their total sales. And what we've got with our digital system now, we've got $1.1 million in the digital and we've got $1.1 or about that, uh, you know, ordering in a restaurant as well. So our capacity to serve more customers, it's much greater today with the step up in digital. Wasn't that long ago, Oliver? Probably four years ago or so, that our digital business was only six percent or so. So it was a, a really small, uh, almost a secondary part of our business. Um, you know, now that it's fifty percent, um, we really have capacity like we've never had before. So our our optimism of getting back to our previous peak volumes, which were two point five million dollars, and then going down that, uh, is very very high right now.
0: Let's talk about the menu, Jack. Uh, with the cauliflower rice rollout, it's here in Chicago, so it seems like it keeps expanding. You mentioned last time considering carne asada, we've spoken with analysts that are looking for quesadillas. When you think about the menu overall, is it something that you can add on without any additional costs? I imagine there's some costs in there, or do you already have all the equipment you need to make these foods that you wanna add on to the menu?
1: Yeah. L- listen, we're really uh, excited about the innovation that we've already rolled out. Uh, cauliflower rice is doing very, very well, and it's, it's it's very much on trend with the you know the dietary uh, wishes that our customers have today. Uh, PSD is something that's been in test. It's a digital only serving. It is something that does require some additional equipment. So we're in the process of, of sourcing that equipment uh, today, uh, and it is it is something that um, it, it, by making it a digital only, uh, we can make it quickly and we can make it on time and it doesn't interrupt the flow of the front line and um, it's been in test in a couple markets for a number of months now and customers uh, really love it Um, and the process and uh, you know the the taste of the quesadilla is just absolutely out of this world and it is the number one requested uh, menu item that customers wish we had on the menu so we're very excited about that
0: okay now what about the drink side Uh, i know that you have talked about trying to get the drink order up as that's a place where you do lag some of the competition in terms of that hit rate where order orders include a drink you've talked about the tractor beverage that kind of healthy branded side of the business that you want to keep up with the beverages what are the goals there what should we expect from chipotle's beverage sales or contribution to ticket in 2021
1: yeah, sure you know beverage sales were down um significantly during covid and that's because so much of the business is, is off premise and our customers tend to not get a drink or not get a drink as often um, if they're uh, ordering either through delivery or uh, order ahead and pick up uh we're uh listen really pleased with the partnership we have with tractor unfortunately we launched tractor during the pandemic so we didn't really get to see what the full potential is but Tractor was started by a farmer who really um you know had this passion to to uh, create something, uh, create drinks that match the quality of our food. Um, it, you know, listen, we we serve the same kind of drinks that other restaurant companies uh, do as as well, um, and that never really felt great. And, and now that we've got tractor, we now have a drink that goes really uh, from a taste standpoint, but more importantly from a, a quality of the ingredients and the, the ethos uh, that matches our food. So um, I think drinks, once the COVID is behind us, once customers are out and about, and I believe customers are going to want to dine in restaurants. I think they're tired. of of eating at home or eating in their their, their office or their home office. Um, I think they're going to want to come into the restaurant and we're excited as that happened. We do think our drink instant is is, going to go up uh, quite a bit, especially as they discover uh, the tractor beverage.
0: And how will you measure that, Jack? Is that just uh, uh, the number of orders within uh, the overall kind of average, a percent of the the tickets, or are you going to break out beverage sales? How do you want to gauge it going forward?
1: Yeah, Oliver. What, what we do internally, and you know, we have from time to time share with the analysts as well. What percentage of orders come with a drink? Okay, and you know, it was it was probably in the one third of the orders okay. before the pandemic, maybe thirty five percent. It dropped to call it the mid twenties or so. We'd like to see that get uh, you know at least back up above thirty, call it you know thirty five percent, and then move from there uh, up. And we, we think that's that's certainly in the cards with uh, mm. you know with with, with the, the the quality um, and the tastefulness of the draft beverage.
0: Okay. Jack, one other one is about share repurchases, shareholder-friendly activity. I know that you've talked about uh, restarting some of those uh, programs based on economic conditions. What kind of economic conditions do you want to see? What type of kind of post-COVID finality will cause you to say, you know what, it's time to go back and start buying up shares or uh, move the dividends or whatever it is you want to do with the extra cash flow?
1: Yeah, l- listen, we, we signal that we will likely, as long as things don't get worse from here, uh, that we will likely start up our buyback program again at the end of the first quarter, early second quarter. we talk about e- economic stability. It's just, you know, it, is the, um, you know, pandemic, does it look like it's getting better or worse? Um, we know when they start closing dining rooms, you know, when they pull back, like, like what happened uh, in, in December, uh, customers don't go out as often. And if we feel like there's uncertainty about our sales and our financial, We'd rather not go into a buyback. We have a very strong balance sheet. We have one point one billion dollars of, of cash in the bank. Um, we've actually been able to add to cash during the pandemic, and so that's been that, that's been great. Uh, we'd like to, in fact, we will keep growing. You know, we mentioned that when the, uh, when the uh, you know pandemic started uh, that we plan to to grow. That's why we opened up the one hundred sixty one restaurants. So having that cash in the bank, whether the economy improves or not, is an important asset. Um, and if we see the the, the economy continue to improve, and things look good at the end of the first quarter, we'll start the buybacks again.
0: Okay. Jack, thanks for the details. Good to have you back here, and congrats on a pretty amazing year. Thanks, Oliver. Thank you. Jack Hartung, joining us from Chipotle, the chief financial officer.